Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. Hey, what a welcome! So, good morning. How are you? Are you right? Are you sure? Can I ask that again? So, how are you? That's a little bit better. Would you turn to the person on your left and say, you've got a story. Lovely. Turn to the person on your right and say, you're amazing. Please turn to the person behind you and say, oi, what are you doing here? There we go. And uh, lastly, turn to the person at the front and say, you're looking good. Thank you. That's so lovely. Thank you. (laughs) You know what? I love Daniel's introduction. It's true. I do feel at home. Most of you, I think, uh, most of my friends on social media are from Scunthorpe. So much so, I keep getting adverts for bus drivers. (laughs) You guys need bus drivers in Scunthorpe. You really do. Um, Every second advert is, is for me to apply to be a bus driver in Scunthorpe. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I think it's, it's your fault. We shouldn't be friends. No, no, we should. But I keep getting these adverts. But I do feel at home. I think I was here one November, and you guys were so kind. You invited all your friends. And before I left, you threw a firework party for me. It was just beautiful. I mean, what a send-off. I mean, it was just lovely. So, no, I do feel at home. It's great to be with you. So we are going to look at, if you don't, then they won't. If you can put up the first slide, guys, that would be great. If if you don't, then they won't. I want to look at the ABC guide to help you share your story so others can have what you've got. Because I want to declare over you right at the start of this preach, what you've got is good. It's so good, and others need it. But you know, if you don't, then they won't. They won't get it. So if you don't share what you've got, how can others get what you've got? People desperately need what I've got, what you've got. I did stop off on the way here as I was coming at Greg's, the baker's. But listen, they're vegan sausage rolls, yes, but I wanted to see my friend Ahmed, who I have got to know as I've journeyed here, and I thought, will he remember? Will will he remember that I met like him before and I shared my story? He must meet hundreds of people every day, right? So I just sheepishly went in. I was like, hey, mate, how how you doing? He goes, long time no see. I was like, yeah, I'm off to the church. You know the church that last time I spoke with you, I'm off to that church. And I got my coffee and my vegan sausage roll. They're scrummy. And uh, we had a little conversation. I gave him some artwork of mine. And he remembered, and I I believe he remembered because I shared something of my story with him. That he got something of what I've got because I shared something of what I have. The most powerful, beautiful story. Now, before I unpack the kind of ABC of how do we do this, let me just share a little bit about what I do for those of you who perhaps don't know me. So I lead a college. Uh, It's called the Light College. Uh, We have our very own Jane Parker as part of the college. Give it up for Jane. And Jane 
going to share a story, a poem. You're going to share a poem from her story later on uh, this morning. And I can't wait for you to, it's like the premiere, right, of your poem. I had a, a read through earlier and it's good and yeah, powerful. So, Jane, look forward to that. So, uh, I lead, uh, like college, we love training up people like Jane to let others in on what we've got as followers of Jesus. And we do that up to a BA level in theology, mission, and evangelism, and loads of creative courses. I'm also an artist, and I've brought some of my artwork at the back. And Jake's going to be my art shop. Next slide. Art shop uh, person. And uh, some books as well. The art is for sale. The books are free. We'd love you to give a donation to the Light College, but grab a book and there's a little slip in there just to share how you can do that. And I've written a novel based on my hero, Philip, and I've brought loads of calendars as well. Some of you have been asking about calendars already. You know, our story is so important to let others in on what we've got. I've got an 82-year-old friend called Bert. Bert said this last Thursday on Alpha, if only I had this when I was 19. He made me cry. Because he said, if only I'd had this when I was 19. Because he he was out on the streets as a 19-year-old, sleeping rough. He's lived a life of like hurting people and stealing. So much so, when he first came to our cafe, he would sit and watch where people would put their donations. Like a hawk. For hours. And I'd be like, Bert, you don't have to sit here, mate. He goes, no. No, Chrissy, the thing is, you see, I used to have a sugar lump in my pocket, he used to say. And I used to nip my fingers, get a bit of sugar on. And I'd just take, and I'd take, and I'd take. I don't want anyone to do that. I was like, it's okay. They weren't, Bert. It's it's all right. He had a mate come around his house the other day. Now, this is a lad who... um, 82-year-old guy who walked into our cafe, every second word was Jesus, but not in the, hey, I love Jesus kind of way. And uh, he says, my mate came around for coffee, and I had to say to him, there'll be no blaspheming in here. And his mate thought he was kidding. He's like, what? He goes, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Because of him upstairs, he said. He's <laughs> like, him up. Him upstairs, yeah, God, it's God. God. He goes, what do you get out of that then? Should I get peace? But he made me cry because he said, if only I had this when. How come he's lived his entire life, now as an 82-year-old, to hear the good news of Jesus for the first time? That he can have it. The week before, he sheepishly looked around the group and he said, Am I too old to become a Christian? (laughs) We're like, no, no, anyone can. We need to ensure that people around us aren't living a life of regret in coming to Jesus. Listen, it's so good becoming a follower of Jesus. It is the best. But we don't want it to be too late for people to say, you know what, why didn't someone tell me this? Your neighbours, your friends, those you're hanging out with, your story is the story that they need to hear. Last week I was in Frinton and I had a pub lunch and it it was busy. People are like having their Christmas parties already. It's like, this is quite early, I think. Is it a bit early? 
Like the place was rammed. It was a Tuesday lunchtime. The place was rammed. They only had space for me in the library, which was, which was a couple of settees, basically. So I ordered, I ordered a sandwich and I said, listen, if anyone else needs to use this space, let them come. Three people came along. They sat on one settee. I was on the other. I was like, hi. They were like, morning, hello, lovely to see you, afternoon. And uh, I said, oh, right, uh, where, where are you guys from? Like, oh, we're from Clapton. I was like, oh, I've got a, a friend who was like a minister in Clapton, a Baptist minister. And one of the guys looked at me and he went, right. Anyway, how's Marjorie? And just blanked me. And I was like, oh. And I tried kind of sharing what I've got. But they weren't having anything of it. And then I had this thought. I thought, you know what? I'm going I'm to get them. I'm going to buy their lunch. So uh, when I went to pay for my, my lunch, I was like, oh, and I'm getting the lunch for those three guys. And the bar lady, she went, really? I was like, yeah. That's, re that's really kind. How, are you How come you're doing that? Do you know them? I was like, no, don't know them. But I want to bless them. So I got their lunch. And uh, I went in later into the pub to have a hot chocolate. And uh, the bar lady said, they were just blown away by you buying their lunch. They said they didn't even know you. And, and you got their lunch. That's incredible. How come you wanted to get the lunch? And I found myself saying, you know what? I just wanted to them to know how loved they were. Felt a little bit like a revenge plan for them not letting me join their conversation. Or <laughs> they got to learn about grace somehow. I got their lunch. But I love it when people experience something of my story. And this morning, I hope that you too will love and have that desire to let others in on what you have as a follower of Jesus. So if you don't, then they won't. Paul puts it like this in Romans 10. Romans 10, verse 13, he says this. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching them to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard. How? Many of us carry this question, how can someone believe in something that they don't even hear or get? And we conclude, someone else will do it. Someone else will do it. See, Daniel, he'll do it. Russ, defo. Sarah, oh yeah. Someone else will do it, not me. 
Why, why do I need to do it? And most people are excluded from heaven because of that very reason that most of us believe someone else is doing. It's not my job. It is. Psalm 145 puts it like this. One generation after another will celebrate your good works. They will pass on the story of your powerful acts to their children. But if we're not going to pass it on to our children, to our neighbours, to our friends, to our work colleagues, they are simply not going to get it. If we don't, they won't. And this morning, I want to inspire you to be people who say, I'm not going to live my life as if someone else would do it. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. And this time of year, by the way, guys, my goodness, just imagine July knocking on your neighbor's door with a box of chocolate, singing some songs to them. But this time of year, sing some carols with some chocolate with a gift, with a card, with a whatever you want to bring to share your story, and you will be welcomed rather than, uh, what are you doing standing at my door singing some songs? <laughs> this time of year, we've got the most perfect reason to celebrate the season with those around us. So the first of the ABC is actually know, know it and own it. Do you actually know your story? Do you know it? I think many of us don't know our position, our favor, that hiddenness in Christ. We might know it, but we don't know it. That Jesus, when he was baptized by his cousin John in the river, when the dove fell, the Holy Spirit fell upon him, came upon him with the symbol of the dove. And he was told by God the Father, this is my son whom I love and I'm well chuffed with. We need to know that. As followers of Jesus, we are daughters, sons of the living God. We are loved and he's chuffed with us. He likes us. He celebrates over us. He's well pleased with us. And this morning, if, you're, if you just don't know that, you don't know your identity, you don't know your actual story of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, someone who is highly favoured, so much so that you'll be called a daughter of the living God, a son of the living God, who he loves, and he loves, he quite likes you, he loves you, and likes you, and loves you, and he's so chuffed with you. Let that identity be the foundation for the story that you've got, that confidence to know, I am the beloved. I am loved by the living God. I'm loved. On Thursday, I went to see a woman. I'd never met her before. Her mum had heard me preach, and she had read my book, Smackheads and Fat Cats. And she said to her daughter, you need to meet this man. So she phoned me up. It was really random, right? 
She phones me up. She's like, can we, can we talk? So we meet to talk. And we're talking about, um, like, she could never, ever believe in God. And my goodness, she had some good reasons why. Talk about a messed up, like, upbringing. And I'm listening, and I'm talking, and then she looks at me and she goes, but, but you, you, you seem like so peaceful and like calm. Well, what is that? I'm like, oh, that, right, yeah. Um, well, that's not from me, right? That's, that's from Jesus. She goes, I see it. Uh, and she really needs help. She's been drinking a litre of whiskey a day, this woman. And um, she, she needs help. And I tell her of the peace that I have. And she gets it. She sees it. It's not like, let me explain it. But she sees the peace that I have. And you and I who have Jesus, it's not just the idea of having Jesus. Yeah, I've got Jesus with me. He lives in you. So let's just think for a moment, right? The most holy, peaceful, loving, generous, powerful, compassionate, The most beautiful man who has ever lived, will ever live, lives in you by his spirit. So let that be the foundation of your story, your identity found of his life in you. What he's done for you. Know it. Okay, I put the actually there because it fitted the ABC. But actually, know it. Own it. I wonder, what is your story that is like from to? Have you been rescued from darkness to light, from death to life? What's your story? Because for many of us, without Jesus, we would be dead. Am I right? Many of us, without him, we would be dead. I mean, the utter hopelessness of If we didn't have him. But what is your story? Could you just ponder what would it be? You're from and to. Mine's from selfishness to love. I was the most selfish person. I I was the most important person in my life. And the way I treated people, the stuff that I did was pure selfish. And when I met with Jesus, I had love, love for people. That's my from too. What's yours? I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes to think about your from too, and then I'm going to ask you to share it with the person next to you. Is that okay? Just a couple of minutes.
just another minute what's your from and to what would it be to share your from and to story with the person next to you. Okay, what is your from? What have you been rescued from and brought to? What has he brought you from? Just share it with the person next to you. And then I'm going to ask some of you to shout them out. Some of you have got something and it looks good. So what is your from and to? I know I've rushed you, but I'd love to hear them. Let's just hear one or two anyway. What is your from to? Can you shout them out? From loneliness to friendship. That's powerful. Come on. Woo. From despairing and darkness to life. From sadness to happiness. <laughs> You're just giggling. I like it. <laughs> Any more? Wow, from bankruptcy to stability. Come on, anymore. What's your from to? From, okay, from the Lord to the church. That's great. That's like a win-win. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Any more? Yes. Wow, from selfishness to hum- self-righteousness to humility. So from pride to humility. Thank you. These are powerful. People need this. Yeah, go on. From disappointment to fulfillment. Thank you. Any more? If you don't share it, you might burst. Any more? Yeah. Lost and empty to found and full. Thank you. So powerful. We need to know our story. People desperately need it. I hope you're getting that, right? You're getting it? Okay, what about the B? We have to be bothered. Do you suffer with CBB, can't be bothered? Or as my daughter says, CBA, when she was seven, I was like, hey, come on. You know that, what that means, don't you? She said, yeah, can't be asked, she said. <laughs> so, really? Okay. Can't be asked. You can't ask me. It like, doesn't mean that. <laughs> I wonder, do you suffer with the can't be bothered? I want, is it time for you to do your, I have never? You know, Peter, he suffered with his, I, I have never. In Acts 10, we read how he was presented food. And the Lord said, in a vision, 
right, get up and eat. And Peter said, I have never eaten anything unclean or impure. I've never. I wonder what is your I have never? Because Peter then goes and meets people and shares his story. What is your I have never? Who are your I have nevers? I have never spoken to. Who are they? I've never dared go to because they look too tattooed up, pierced up, whatever up. Who are your I have nevers? On Monday, I went for a prayer walk. I want to be honest with you, I was running late. And uh, I was running to like the post office with some parcels and I was like, oh, I should have started this an hour ago at least. And I was feeling a bit like, oh, I've been too busy. And I had a whole day to pray. And usually I kind of press in for an hour or two and then I hear from the Lord and it's just so sweet. It's like, yes, food for, oh, just to keep going, keep doing. And I'm rushing to the post office, parcels under my hand. I'm thinking, oh, I'm running a little bit late. Well, I've got my picnic in my backpack and I'm ready to walk for the day and pray. And as I'm getting to the post office with my packages and I'm like this, I'm like, oh, I'm running late. <laughs> I hear the Lord speak to me, right into me. Not like a, hey, Chris, you forgot that parcel. It wasn't like that. It was like, right. And I felt the Lord say, you hide your light. And honestly, as I'm walking down, I'm going, really? Did I hide my light? And in a way, in my attitude was, are you serious? <laughs> I have my light. But you know what I've been doing? Yesterday I was praying for miracles for the people. I was preaching at church and I was doing this and I prayed for, prayed for someone for being set free. For, you know. And I'm like saying, really? And then I hear the Lord say, what about the young people around you? What about the young people around you? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Go to the post office, sort out the parcels, and I'm on my start of the prayer walk, and I bump into a 17-year-old lad. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm just out, just hanging. Then he says some stuff that I just don't understand. Young people speak. Something about peas, but it meant money. I'm like, what? And, uh, <laughs> and then I say, listen, I'm... I'm actually praying today. Can I pray for you? Because I'd love that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, pray for you, like, to God through Jesus. He goes, yeah. I'm like, whoa, hang on, something's going on here. And then I, so I, I pray. And then I say, listen, come to the cafe on, on Tuesday and we do the most amazing gingerbread lattes. He goes, that's my favorite. Love them. How much are they, though? Because he's skint. He goes, no, no, it's free. Just come and hang out. And he does. We have a conversation. And I encourage him to go to our local mechanics to say, look, I'm after some work. Because that's what I've been praying for as well. And he gets a job. And it's all God, God, God. Who is it that you hide your light from because you can't be bothered or you fear? You fear what they're going to say or you can't communicate or culturally so different. Is it time for you to let people in on what you've got? 
those that are around you that you just think, I need to let them know. Tomorrow, I'm in London meeting a guy that I was best man for, and I preached at his wedding. Uh, We had a a stag do, very dignified, lovely stag do in the New Forest, very, very dignified. But near us, there was a hen do going on, not his wife-to-be, but my goodness, they were loud, and they loved bubbles, like they just did this crazy bubble stuff, and they were drinking until two, three in the morning, music was loud. I felt like a very elderly gent, he was like, that's very loud very loud but because they were on a hen do and we were on a rather dignified stag do we didn't communicate at all because they were doing their thing we were on this campsite doing our thing and it got to the end of the stag do and I was like I actually haven't shared Jesus with those women and that feels wrong I had to get the train, but it just felt wrong. I thought, you know what? What have I got? And in my bag, I had a card. It's one of my cards. I thought, great. Going to write a message. It's like, Lord, what do you want to say to the bride-to-be? What's your heart for her? I wrote some verses. I wrote about his love, perfect love, casting out all fear. And I wrote encouragements. I wrote words that I hoped and prayed would just speak to her heart. And I said to the lads, I said, listen, lads, I'm going to have to get my train Sunday afternoon, but I'm going to go and take this card. And my heart was racing. It felt like crazy. And I went over to the hen party where they were, and I couldn't have picked a more inappropriate time (laughs) to visit with a card because they were naked. They were, they were, okay, they had pants on. And I walked over, I walked over and I was like, way. And they, they were like putting sun cream on. And I was like, hey, hi, I've got a card for the bride to be. And, and one of the girls said, hey, that's all right. I said, is it? Is it? And uh, I said, I've got a card for the bride to be. Um, I'm a Baptist minister. I said, a bit like being a vicar. And one of the women said, I think I'll go and get a top on. <laughs> Thankfully, they all did. And my goodness, it was as if I had brought bunches of flowers for every single one of them. They were so moved by me coming over. It was 20 seconds of craziness. I need to deliver something. I explained what was in the card. Ended up praying for the bride-to-be. Ended up talking about how loved she was. And I got back and all the lads were laughing their heads off. (laughs) Have you seen the film, We Bought a Zoo? Spoiler alert, they're buying a zoo. It's in the title, okay? It's in the title. But there's a quote in here, if you can put it up. It says, sometimes... All you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. 20 seconds, your heart beating, you're thinking I'm going to look like an idiot, I can't be bothered, but I will. I'll go over. Lastly, the C. Would you creatively show 
and tell it. It could be your story in six words. It could be like our very own Jane Parker is going to do, a poem to show. It could be writing something. It could be putting it in a Christmas card. Whatever it is, would you be creative and letting others know your story so they can get it? You see, good news, your good news, needs to be understood as good news. Otherwise, it's no news, which is bad news. We desperately need to connect with people. And your story, in a way that people can get it, is important. Would you be creative? Write it. Sing it. Paint it. Whatever it is, in a way that people can get your story. Can you give it up for Jane Parker? She's going to come up. Woo! Come on, Jane. Thank you, Jake. Look at this. There we are, Jane. Thank you. Hello, Hello Jane. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> now, Jane, the timing of this is quite amazing because you're in one of my modules at the college. Creative arts and media in mission and evangelism. Have you found it so far? Well, it's great. You're a real inspiration. You knew that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting quite that, but thank you. Thank you. Um, could we have another mic for Jane? Is that possible? Oh, thank you. There, the yellow one. Thanks, Daniel. So, um, Jane is part of the Light College, training with us. And part of the challenge for your studies, Jane, is to creatively tell people something of your story and something of God's story. Yes, that's right. And, uh, I mean, I, I did say I'd ask you about a highlight and a low light. Yes. So a highlight yes. of the college so far? Um, I think it's meeting everybody. You know, all the different stories. And yeah. it's just, that was really encouraging. That's yeah. great. Yeah, Thank you, Jane. Really interesting. And Lola, how, how have you found um, student life? Well, I think, I think actually it's been pushed out of my comfort zone. Okay. Yes. Can be terrifying. That's your fault. <laughs> I think this might be one of those moments. I think it might, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, Jane, you've, part of your Creative Arts and Media module, yes. you hope to bring your story to people that yeah. you wouldn't have met before, perhaps people who. Yeah. are not part of that you would usually hang out. What, where do you hope right. to bring your story? Well, I had hoped to um, bring it to the print group that I belong to, sort of with a Christmas card and put the poem in there. Wonderful. Um, and then you sort of hijacked <laughs> <I> me. <laughs> and yeah. we're going to do this. Yeah. That's so good. So this is the premiere of your story. Yeah. Written as a poem. Yes. And you did say to me, it is quite sad. Yes, well, it is a sad story, um, but it's got a happy ending. Um, <laughs> but it also um, has, I talk about things that are woven into my life, the long strands of things. So Wonderful. it's been very vulnerable, I think, sharing it. Jane, uh, thank you. Yeah. The stage is yours. Let's thank give you. it up for <laughs> Jane Parker. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So it is a poem, but it's only got about two or three rhyming bits. But I'm so proud of them. I hope you're going to <laughs> laugh with me because 
as I say, it's sad but you know, happy in places. Um, so, right, I'll start. <laughs> Dale's wind blows down from the moors, trees bending as it pounds around. The rain pelts down on slippery flags, windows rattle and chimneys howl. The child grows up isolated, lonely. No friends, no games, no dolls, me only. <laughs> um, outdated and controlling the parenting style. Downhearted and desolate, the ultimate failing. Isolation reaping its own reward, led to nowhere but depression and fear. Low self-esteem, the only outcome. Suppression and entrapment draw near. School led to lessons learnt too young of bullying lies and self-sabotage. Anger being the go-to emotion. What was the reason for all this commotion? <laughs> A husband, babies, children, as the years passed, they filled the gaps of the missing self. A challenge comes, a way unknown, a story so fantastic. Is it true or outrageous lie? I really need to test it. So curious reading and questioning happen, truths being challenged continuously. Could habitual beliefs be a lie, incredulously questioning completely new thoughts? Day by day, month following month, finally a year, until the day came to accept, talk and discover. So decision made and contract cemented. Um, what would... Sorry, I can't read my writing. Uh, what would be next if I really meant it? That was a rhyme as well. <laughs> Messed up on it. Mindset reversed, an incredible piece, a future scene, excitement released. A message made sense, a dawning of hope, a new way opened up, a joy, completeness, and senses satisfied, a new life to live, the best yet to come. So good. Jane, thank you. Wonderful. I look forward to more people connecting with your story through that poem. Thank you so much, Jane. So you might be thinking, hang on, is Chris saying we have to do ev everything that Jane has done, write a poem? You might want to. You might want to write something down. You're a miracle. You really are. People need to know that. Part of the, the college, we have people who've had the most horrific upbringings. People who... Like my friend Catalin, I did this mission called Known and Loved. He's a miracle. He shouldn't be alive. Oh, I could talk all day about the miracle of this man's life. And countless others that we have trained who get their story out there to let others know that they are known by the living God, that they are loved. This young man who has only known rejection all his life, grew up in Romania, in, in an orphanage, has only ever encountered abuse upon abuse, uh, was able to spend a week with me telling people, you know that you are known by God and you are loved by him. And he knew that for himself. How will you let others know your story? Would you dare to go and sing some Christmas carols? <laughs> Take some mates. 
Would you dare go and knock on some doors and say, hey, we've got some songs we want to sing and here's a card with something of my story. I dare you. I dare you to do it. I dare you to let others know what you have. So let me just remind you, the A, know, know your story, own it, actually know it. Be bothered, creatively show and tell what you've got. Let's pray together. Can I invite you, if you're able to, to stand? And uh, we're going to pray for the Holy Spirit, for him to empower us. We need him. Otherwise, it just becomes a thing. We want this to be something that flows with power. That many, many more people would come to know Jesus through our story. So come, Holy Spirit. For those of us who have got a powerful story, but we just can't share it. Come and open. those of us who think our story is not worth sharing come Holy Spirit and change our minds show us what you've done in us come Holy Spirit pour the love of the Father into our hearts this morning Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.